And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. <laughs> How are we? How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? I'm dusty. I'm dusty. I'm running at about 23%, 24% of capacity at the moment. You've been on a stag do. I have. I have been on a stag do. Oh, um, God. It was it was fantastic in a nutshell. Um but uh, yeah, I've got that classic post-stag blues, if you can call it that. Uh, oh. I think it's just a chemical reaction when, when you know, you leave the country, you leave that all behind. You still got a bit of bit of beer floating around in the veins, uh, and you're back to reality. But it's all good. It's all good. But it was a uh, yeah, it was a hell of a hell of a weekend, I must say. Oh, where, where did you go? Give us the. Give us I'll the give brief. You, I'll give you the uh, the rundown quickly. So Thursday to Sunday in Istanbul, in Turkey, mental place for a stag do. My I add, it was. It was, um, yeah, it, a rogue shout when we first heard it, but you know, like you do, you don't think much of it. You pay the funds and uh, <laughs> and you turn up on the day, and yeah, I've never been before. Been been to Turkey once before, and it was. Yeah, nothing like that. It's it's a mad city. It's massive. It's split down the middle between Europe and Asia. Um, and it's just crazy. Just totally crazy. Like, it, I, for some reason, was expecting just glorious weather the whole time because you think Turkey, you think tan. Um, but terrible weather. Yeah, between Is zero really? and five degrees the whole time. What? Uh, yeah, freezing, mate. Chucked it down. Yeah, I'm oh, being in London. I realise that. Yeah, it was like being in London, but with uh, all the sights and sounds and very much smells of Turkey. It was crazy. But it was cool. It was cool. It was, uh, what did we do activities-wise? <laughs> Not a lot, really. Um, you know, what happens on a stag stage on a stag? Like, <laughs> Apart from went, now, we'll put it all on the podcast. <laughs> it's like, right, so you went in an Irish bar. It's like, yes, we did. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you, you text me on Saturday... Well, we we had a couple of very funny correspondence over that weekend. One which you don't seem to remember, uh, which no. I, which I think is amazing. I'm hoping <laughs> there's not too many more of those that I don't remember. You text me on the Saturday with a pint of Guinness from an Irish pub, which is just so Istanbul. I love it. Oh, just hashtag culture. Stick to what you know. Um, you went to have you went to a uh, hammam, right? Got went the, to got a hammam treatment. That was a hell of an experience. Yeah, went to the Galatasaray Hammam, uh, TTT fifty if you do want a discount, fifty um, percent <laughs> <laughs> off a back sack and crack and a, yeah. and a kiss at the Hammam. Exactly, uh, Assam is the leader there, and he's an absolute icon. But it was uh, that was an amazing experience. There were twelve of us, I think, um, and yeah, good time. You know, you get you get the clean up job, you get a little massage. You get dried off. If it's it's a very weird experience when I explain it like that. You're essentially getting mm. washed down by a man in a hot marble room. Um and on the surface, that's exactly it. And it, weirdly, it's amazing. <laughs> um so yeah, if you've never done it, do a hammam. I Is know you're full, going you're going to Turkey full, soon. 
full knob out or pants it's, or it's full goo it's um no so we took our trunks like absolute tourists and they they yeah. tore us to pieces they were like no you're not wearing trunks you sad axe put on this little <laughs> towel instead um and they were as stereotypical as it gets big fat hairy turkish men who just <laughs> ripped into us took the piss out of us non-stop slapping us about you know horse hair mitts to exfoliate us so you half of it you're thinking this is a nice little treatment and then he turns around and he gives you a crack on the back of the head it was a really confusing time when you're ultimately <laughs> hung over or a few pints in it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a very strange experience but it was when amazing you're, when you're that fragile having someone slapping your ass and Slipping a thumb up your bum is probably not what you need. Yeah. Can't I'll just yourself. go on then. Stop teasing me. Oh, just do please. it. <laughs> Get on with it already. Well, uh, that's pretty. Uh, that's fairly unique for us. But it, yeah, like it, it it was very unique. It was very fun. Um, but yeah, just just feeling the feeling it today slightly. Imagine it will take me till about Friday to uh, get back to normal. You've got to pay the pipe after a stag. But just rewinding to um the Friday night when you were over there. So I, uh, we won a new contract on Friday and we got the confirmation. You were obviously in Istanbul. I was in the gym, got the email. I was like, oh, amazing. I'll call Whittle because, you know, great news. And I called you and you were, you were pretty steaming at this point. But you're like, yeah, man, I can't see the email, blah, blah, blah. But you're outside. You're like, let me get outside. Let me get outside and I'll chat to you. And uh, I spoke to you for about 20 minutes. Uh, but there was a bloke, a, a busker with a violin uh, just following you around the streets. And I was honestly, I had tears streaming down my face. You were like, mate, please, like, please, like, no, no, I have no money, no money. And all I could hear was just like, just following you. And you're like, please fuck off, fuck off. And then you're like, oh, no, no. And there's like four kids are coming, like, asking you for money. You're like, I'm on the phone, leave, leave me alone. I was absolutely creasing up. You're just trying to get away from all these fucking buskers, but you just must have had like a dollar sign over your head, basically. Yeah. I mean, Unfortunately, I, I don't remember that at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw the phone call in the call history the following day, so I know it happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of that in, in Istanbul. There's a, yeah, very, they're very, uh, what's the word? Persistent. And mm. yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of sad and funny at the same time. I think stag do's in themselves are like, you know, there's there's almost a bit of adventure mindset in hundred percent going on a stag do. You know, it's it's it requires like teamwork. It definitely definitely requires resilience. Yeah. You know, you need to you know bring people up when they're down. And I really think that the most probably the most common adventure most blokes go on in their life are stag do's. Mate, I that's actually a great point. Resilience. Yeah. Teamwork. Jack. Leadership, Jack. Collaboration, creativity, creativity. Exactly. Diversity. You're in your Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've literally got the full works. It's uh, that's that's a great shout. Maybe that could be like a we should start running stag dues for companies. Yeah, imagine that. It's just like right. Yeah, we're sending our top leaders. You know, uh, twenty five men, twenty five women, all on a stag do. It's like, right, okay, it's like it's gonna be fucking horrendous, but you're gonna come out of it with some serious stories. <laughs> that's that's it. That's modern leadership, isn't it? Yeah, that's actually how you bring people together as well. Got a bond it with those is. guys now. 
it is, you know, fucking hell. Some, if you actually think back at some of the craziest stories of your life, a lot of them for me anyway, have happened on stag dues, just yeah. like things that would never normally happen unless you're in that weird, like alternate universe that is a stag do. And I yeah. think, you know, a lot of women, you know, obviously we're, you know, organizing my stag at the moment. Manny's got her Hindu. And, you know, women are always like, oh, no, no, Hindus are way better than stag dudes. It's just like, I'm not going to fight you here because I don't want to <laughs> give you the secret sauce. But you have no idea yeah. like how good stag dudes are. It's one of the rare, it might not be that rare, but one of the perks of being a man is the stag do. It's, yeah. very, it's, it's iconic. It's unique. It's cliche. But it's amazing. I'm yet to go on a on a terrible stag do. Oh, I've been on a couple of pretty Have shit you? ones. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and and I now I've said no to a few. I've got like a criteria for stags now. They're kind of Mental. running. They're running out a little bit now. You know, there's not many left for me to go on. To be fair, but you know, if it's in the UK, I ain't going. <laughs> like, no thanks. It's like Bournemouth or Liverpool. Or, no fuck, not a chance. Mental. Um, you know, if the group is too big, you know, 15 upwards to know for me. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I'm meant to be going on one. Well, I can't go, unfortunately. A friend of mine, a friend of the show, Niall, he's got his stag do in Thailand wow. uh, next month, which would have been a blinder. We've unfortunately got a keynote, so we can't go. But, but that's 20 lads going to Phuket in Amazing. Thailand amazing oh, jesus christ yeah i mean that's not for me <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a no from me that's a hard no from me but um yeah they're why, amazing why, why would that be a no just because 20 lads in phuket mainly yeah yeah mainly <laughs> <laughs> i think uh actually no it's one of them it'd probably be it'd probably be good it's probably be good it's probably because i don't know the lads yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't thing. I, I don't i can't I picture don't any of them but yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. I mean, I don't have the uh, I don't have the same barriers. I've probably been on less than you, but they've uh, everyone I've been on has been amazing. It's just like it's just a mindset you just got to get into and embrace. And if everyone goes for a good time, it's fucking great crack. But it's, it's the like, highest highs, isn't it? But it is the lowest lows. You do, the, you know, the stag do the four or five days afterwards. Yeah, like I think the last one I went on in um where was it marbella it took me a good like 10 days to get over that yeah i was truly fucked like, i couldn't speak my voice was gone shivering the cold sweats the the overwhelming anxiety the credit card bill the week after it's just yeah. like endless you've got to pay the piper though i, I do think free. that's actually i do think there's a time limit on them though like you mm -hmm. i for me no, no, anything over four days is too long it then it turns into a holiday and like a weird little like you you get the you, too many people are troughing at different times i think you need to be on it three to four days peak at the right time and then get out of there mm. it's not a it's not a holiday yeah i i agree in some contexts but some i think you can like yacht week was a full week like best week of my life by a mile yeah, no. Oh, God. No, not your week, um, but a week. Just uh, what are you doing there? You're having little downtimes. I know you're sailing around, to be fair. So it's a little bit different, not, maybe. Not really, no. Just 
Yeah, anyway. that that did change you as a man. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Can't get that yacht week could be four episodes in itself. So we'll save them, <laughs> uh, save them in the band. But you know, I'm looking forward to my my mine's gonna be more of a hen do than a stag do. I think. Yeah, exactly. We got the cock straws out. We got the balloons yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> we got a stripper with a massive. Exactly, know. exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. One thing I will yeah. say about Turkey is all yes. oh, my hair plugs. Hair in, plugs. Insane. The amount of people that had gone over there to get the lid done and oh. on, on the flight in the airport, yes. 20% of all people were people with uh, like bald lids with these little headbands on. Really? Just, like, yeah, looked brutal. Like, oh, was ready never to see another hair plug in my life. It was, uh, yeah, savage. But it really savage. does live up to the name. Turkish teeth as well, coming back with an absolute set of pearls yeah just so yeah well maybe we should have all come back with fresh lids as well but it was uh <laughs> yeah it was mental mental place but good times good times so that that almost semi covers the the advent adventure mindset segment kind of does i think there is a lot of resemblance there's a, a stag do culture and an adventure yeah huge amount um that you know there will be similar in a hendu i'm sure um of some variety no maybe not never been on one to be fair so it's hard to judge um but we will go on just to talk very briefly because it kind of feels like quite a stag activity that this person uh and in the adventure mindset segment has uh, has gone and done and let me just find the bloke's name ah, it doesn't matter actually um <laughs> he's he's a skydiver let's call him john let's call him big falling john and in just like San, uh, San Diego, just north of San Diego, he's skydiving all the time. He's jumped out. The parachute's failed. You know, your worst case scenario. So um, it, it's come out, but I don't, I don't know the technical terms, but it's not inflated properly. So it's kind of like he's falling with a bin bag trying to slow him down. It's, it's not really putting the brakes on. He reckons he was doing 50 kilometers an hour, like falling. So pretty fast. Um, Anyway, in like quite stagged sense, he lands on the roof of this house in San Diego, bounces off that into the other neighbor's garden. Uh, they come out. You know, it's all it's all a commotion, and he's absolutely fine. And just like that's mental because that ha that happens every now and then, obviously, unfortunately, and typically you're talking paralyzed. You know, if not death, falling at that pace into the floor is uh is pretty savage but he's just worn the roof and the garden got up and walked away and he's in the pub that evening having a beer how good's that you've got to be over the moon with that result haven't you really i, th I think if you did that a hundred times you you probably waste down a goner from i don't know 99 times of them that must be a pretty scary situation to find yourself in because you've the countdown is on, isn't it? Like yeah, the floor exactly. Is getting closer quite quickly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That that period of time when you're falling and it's just like it's got to be I don't know thirty seconds. What's going through your head? Oh God! I mean, I, I I think I saw a couple of these videos. I watched them on like TikTok and then just got served up an absolute plethora of them, which is fantastic. But you watch some of these videos of you know it's mainly base jumpers, but you know some skydivers and 
something goes wrong, you know, I was watching one where this guy's shoe and his, his wires just twisted and he just went into this spiral and they were just twisting, 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 twisting. But they were also wrapping around himself. So it was oh. almost like a spider's web. Like he was getting like cocooned in these in these kind of ropes and wires. And he was falling at full tilt. And you could see like he's spinning and his GoPro is just, you see the floor, the floor, the floor, the floor, and it's getting closer and closer. And then just out of nowhere, he just chucks a little pouch out the back, gets like one hand free, puts his like secondary shoot out. It inflates, you know, he's 20 meters above the deck and it just, it's almost like a little bit of a handbrake and he smashes into this hedge. And he's just like, oh my fucking, like to survive, fine. Just like, oh, the heart rate would be through the roof, wouldn't it? You'd feel like you just cheated death, I think, then, wouldn't you? Just, you just got away with one. And like, you hear the stories of people like having a fit halfway through or like passing out or blacking out. And no. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy, um, oh, God. It was in a book I read recently, an audio book. Uh, military skydiver jumped out, pulled his chute. The guy above him was in the wrong place and basically plowed through his chute, and his knee caught him on the back of the head, knocked him totally unconscious. So this guy's basically his chute is now fucked. He's completely unconscious in like free fall, hits the deck at full tilt from you know a thousand feet, but because he was unconscious, uh. He broke, he broke every bone in his body, but he didn't die. So, like, he was paralyzed or something like that. But, like, just basically because he was just limp, he just bounced, but hit the deck at, like, full noise. How how did that bloke feel who's kneed him in the back of the head? I know. It's just like, oh, shit, that's not good for me. It's just like, sorry, sorry, Steve. <laughs> sorry, Steve. <laughs> Very sorry. I was trying a new trick out. Brutal. Oh, my God. I, that's the thing with skydiving that gets me is... That... You don't like it, do you? I keep floating it, and you're like, maybe, no, maybe not. I don't, I don't it's know. Fucking amazing. No, imagine the imagine the falling little thing is all right, like just falling like a penny through the sky, but like it's all right, just strapped to someone else and doing it, like, yeah, that, like, shit, it? yeah. But but the way that I, you know, I fucking drive back from two miles up the road sometimes because I'm not sure if I've locked the front door or turned the hob off. I'll be there, like, about to fall out of the plane, just wondering if I've actually packed the parachute. <laughs> and, like, you have to be, so, obviously, like, so meticulous with it. I mean, I'm sure that's basically probably what you learn for the majority of the school is actually how to yeah. fold the parachute. But I, I would definitely want someone else packing my chute the majority of the time, I feel. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I'm not sure. But then would you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Knowing me, yeah, I probably yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I left it, on, left it on the side. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh no, I knew it felt like. <laughs> yeah. But it's you... like anything. You hear the stories, you see the videos, but millions of people jump out of planes every oh, single yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And 99.9999% of it is like probably actually safe. Like that's yeah. kind of what it's all about. But that's what's uh... mental is like, think back to like the, the world wars where they used to just chuck lads out of planes. Mm. Just. You know, and their shoots will obviously inflate automatically. Yeah. But they just throw them out. It's just like, off you go. But there's also people down there shooting at you, and you've never done this before. It's just like, fucking... Yeah, no, we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that. There is, there happens to be a very good skydiving school, like, in between where you and I live. So 
it's almost like it's calling us to go and at least check I it out. I really want to do it. I know you've got trepidation. I know you do. Because every time I float it, you've, you've that deflect. But uh, it will be such a cool... The best thing about it is, once you do the course, you can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. And it literally costs like 15 quid. Yeah, yeah. To just jump on the back of a plane and do it. Like, it's so cheap. No, I, and I, I fully appreciate, like doing it i'd love to go like to hawaii and do it or like australia mm. wherever but going to hinted in the hedges for a uh <laughs> for a week on skydiving course is just a little bit like ugh, strapped to bob again as we yeah. fall uh weird to be honest I think, as well. <laughs> uh, in terms of safety you're going to get probably the highest level of safety in the uk than doing Definitely. it abroad Definitely. Like if you're doing it in Spain or somewhere, they they always just feel a little bit lackadaisical with that shit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, yeah, it's a very good point. It'll just threw me back there thinking about jumping out in World War Two. That would have been. I didn't even get a choice today. No. I guess at that point, it's like I would be scared of jumping out of a plane, but there is people shooting at me, so it's like the lesser of two evils. Next level hard. Yeah. Unbelievable. Blimey. Um. Right, all seems a little bit, you know, that was intense. <laughs> I feel like I've got the mindset now, so I might jump out the top window. <laughs> Fuck it, let's do it. Um, I say top window, I've only got two floors. It's not like a... So, <laughs> I'm going to... Yeah, with just a slight sprained ankle. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to put that on my bucket list for this year. Oh, like it. Okay, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Which, as a byproduct, also includes you. <laughs> <laughs> that bugger has ended up on my bucket list. Like, son of a bitch, it's a shared bucket list. It's like a Notion page bucket list. I think springtime, you know what it's like around here. We, we, we live, you know, just north of London, out in the beautiful countryside, sunset, 8pm, like spring, summer. Just popping over there, jumping out of a plane with a pink sky. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> just jumping into the field so we can, the hay fever can bring oh, us down. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, straight into hay fever. It's like, oh, God. But, um, um, yeah, it will be fun. All right, yeah, I like that. Sure, put it on the list. I think we should do it. And we, we, you know, we can document the the training on here, do our first jump. That'd be a good recording. Just as me sobbing for 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Pretty standard. You just flying through my shoot <laughs> near me in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. He's out cold. He's out cold. Oh, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. All right. I'm, that, that, that's, that's in the archives now. Okay. Well, I'm going to add something to the bucket list. Not now. Oh, I'm going to think of something. <laughs> it's got to be fair. Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Okay. You can think of one for next week. Um, and the bucket list, talking about bucket lists, the kind of bucket list idea from this week um, yes. is still very much in this parachute realm, isn't it? And it's it not is. from someone on Instagram. It was someone on the stag, am I right? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's probably a classic stag chat of, oh, I'm going to do this. Or, you know, I'd love to do this after like, yeah, or yeah. just lad chat. But with people you don't really know or you've just met, it's like a... Almost like an icebreaker. Um, I didn't know I was doing research for the pod during that conversation, and I've done well to remember it. But he was um, his plan was to jump out of a plane, just so it is skydiving essentially. Jump out of a plane, but with nothing, just run and jump out of the back doors and mm. free fall. 
<laughs> and then don't know why that's funny. Um <laughs> ridiculous. Straight out the back doors with nothing on. <laughs> right, oh yeah. my god. Okay. Grow up. Um, Jump out the plane with nothing. Fine. Yeah, yeah. And then have a professional jump out like 10, 15 seconds later, like skydive to them, give them a parachute, and then pull it. Yeah. And uh I think it's like the threat it, I think is very much copied uh Travis Pastrana. Like, Travis Pastrana, a Red Bull stunt from about 15 years ago. Um yeah. but it is mental and it did serve for a good 20 minute conversation. So uh, is he a skydiver? Does he skydive? No, he's never done it or anything at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's complete bollocks. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be full. I think it's way in the future slash never happening. But uh Yeah, yeah, but... I definitely think the latter. I mean would love to get him on the pod if he's gonna really do it. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're gonna do that, you don't even need to learn how to skydive, do you? No. Um, yeah, that's super funny. <laughs> I mean, I think I actually think that isn't as dangerous as it seems. No, if you know how to skydive. Yeah, and if the person chumming down after you is an operator, yeah, obviously that, that Travis Pastrana <laughs> one. You know, it seemed mental. Yeah, and it is mental in some way, of course. The the way more mental one was that bloke who landed, landed in on the a net pile of boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah net the and boxes. boxes. Yeah, yeah. That's he, ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching the video of the net one. If you've not seen it, it's a guy who skydives from like fifteen thousand feet. So he's going at full chat towards the ground, and they've set the sketches net up like thirty meters off the floor, and he's just. Pinning it for this net, uh, and in like the last second, he just turns onto his back and just lands wow. in his net. Yeah. Oh my Mad. god! Like, you know, you know what he called his daughter? Net. A net. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just true. net. No, I made that bit up. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> but he should do, and oh. maybe he has. Yeah, uh, that's way more legit. The Travis yeah, Pastrana thing, you know, it looks it looks legit, but there's like five people like holding him and then blah blah blah. Yeah, pathetic um, Travis. <laughs> fucking lose. If someone paid me a million quid, I'd do that tomorrow. Wow, one hundred percent. I'll put that out there to any multi-millionaires. Listen to this, <laughs> hand on heart. If you transfer me a million quid, I'll do that tomorrow. Such a round number. I, just a one million to threshold. What yeah, about nine hundred fifty k? I mean, I, there is negotiation there. There's wiggle room. Yeah, there's loads um, of, yeah, all nearest offer. I don't think that's dangerous if you're surrounded by professionals, personally. Maybe. He's like, he's gone into a dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> it is dangerous. It's really dangerous, it would seem. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like it's dangerous as it sounds. Oh, my God. He had a wingsuit on, didn't he? Yeah, he just, just cascaded into a pile <laughs> of boxes. I think pretty sure that would still hurt. I would have thought so. I, I, there's lots of things I'd pick ahead yeah. of cardboard. Exactly. <laughs> like loads of things. Exactly. You ever had a just oh. a nicked paper cut from opening a yeah, box? Yeah, we've all, you know, it's hard to pack down cardboard boxes, which is why none of us do it. Let's be honest. Yeah. You put them exactly. in your recycling bin, fully formed, and stamp on it. Fully formed. <laughs> yeah, um, don't do really yeah, Don't do that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, talking about nuts. That's, that's just another bucket list idea that we've shot down. I think that's like three on the bounce now. I haven't. I don't want to shoot that down, but it's it, what's just cracks me up about that is um, that it's on the bucket list. 
Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do you know what I really want to do? <laughs> it's like not like skydive around the world. It's like it's just jumped straight to. Yeah, yeah. Really want to just jump out of a plane with a professional behind me to put on a pack. Yeah. <laughs> like I love the yeah, I love the play. kind of the niche ambition is is great. Fair play. Do it. There you go. Just do it. Yeah, just stop going on about it already. It's like, hey, you I asked me. <laughs> just yes, yeah, like, it's just a, just a casual conversation. You're tearing me apart. Um, but moving on to the the last segment, which is obviously the memory lane of of one of our adventures, uh, yeah. and talking about you know nutters who essentially have no fear or rational response to risk. Um, <laughs> I wanted to rewind to day one of the ascent of El Cap. We uh, had been in the valley for a month. We had counted down the days and now we were essentially walking to the base of El Capitan. It was about 4 a.m. in the morning. Pretty nervous, pretty pumped, just excited to hopefully, you know, this is the last time we were going to be going up El Cap and not coming down via ropes. We'd be hopefully walking off the top and, you know, to give, set the scene even uh our goal for day one was to get to a a little ledge called el cap tower it's where most people that climb that route camp out first night and we started really early because we wanted to get there around lunchtime and <clears throat> kind of grow into the day and be like okay let's now just chill out for a bit get our bearings kind of almost acclimatized to being on the wall um but that was a long day wasn't it you know yeah we didn't kind of get to that ledge when we planned everything went wrong um to just talk us through from the moment we set off the deck to maybe the the last 20 meters before reaching our cap tower from your perspective so it was yeah you're not wrong a very nervous start a very shaky start um but above all very slow it was a series of not even errors, but just probably misjudgments. We hadn't, not like we'd done a lot, any big wall climbing before ever. We'd like practiced the techniques and stuff a few times that are specific to like the actual, um, the actual climb. So obviously we did a load of climbing in the training, but the stuff that is quite hard to practice for is actually like going up the mountain and carrying a bag that weighs like 50, 60 kilos. You just don't really do that in training, do you? So we'd, we'd, haul the bag up there it would get stuck on every possible little flake and we slowly made our way up there um the climbing itself was very slow and like i mean i remember when you were doing the most basic thing of tying the knot before so before you start a climb for anyone who's uh Who's listening? Try and picture like a climbing knot. They do tie yourself into your harness. It's as basic as tying your shoelace, really. Um, Tom was about to take the lead on a pitch. Went to tie this knot. It's called a figure eight, and failed about what ten times in a row. Did you fail to tie that oh, knot? Yeah, yeah. And... I've never um, seen anything like that in terms of like <clears throat> pure nerves affecting like motor skills. Yeah, exactly. It was a. It was a. You know, a meltdown nearly. <laughs> yeah, but it's hundred percent meltdown. It just came, yeah, came from fear basically, and it was a, a mad. I think it was a bit of everything, like the height, obviously, the fact that this was now the thing that we were doing, and whoa, the deadline of a lunchtime arrival into El Cap Tower um, came and went rapidly. <laughs> uh, I think we were 
probably half the distance, if that, to at lunchtime where we to where we wanted to be. Um, and then obviously the sun went down, it got pitch black, the climbing got even slow, and we weren't really acclimatizing on that day where we we were. It remained slow. We were pretty nervous in everything we were doing which isn't just the climbing it's the hauling the bag it's the swapping over the ropes it's like the swinging of the leads it's doing all the knots everything was taking us probably five times longer than it should have done um and eventually we got to you know just coming up to uh to the bottom of uh of el cap tower after swearing our way up the face for about 14 hours of climbing yeah, so we got to, you know, probably one pitch away from that ledge. You know, it's, it's 2 a.m. at this point, pitch black. <laughs> we are, like, shouting and screaming, like, trying to communicate with one another. I remember, like, the rope got caught under a flake, a really sharp flake. Yeah. And I was coming up the rope, and I remember stopping and being like, holy shit. Like, the rope, that's how a lot of people on LCAP die, is they just get unlucky, and their rope will just get snipped in half by a sharp rock can happen so easily so, you know that was another i was like don't move don't fucking move like you know 10 <laughs> minutes of, like i need to fucking like try and swing around and get this up just just chaos absolute yeah. fear induced chaos <laughs> and then we got up to this ledge finally clambering up and you know, pulled ourselves up and a couple of these climbers had shouted down when we we're up there and we soon realized that it was uh alex honold and tommy caldwell you know, alex honold who star of free solo climbed it without ropes tommy caldwell set the hardest ever route in the dorm wall um up El cap like genuinely the two greatest climbers probably ever to be honest and uh we were sharing a ledge with them which is so funny because like if you spoke to any real like climber like absolutely passionate about it climbed for their whole lives they would give their right arm to be there to, to to spend a night on El Capitan, the most famous wall of them all, with these two climbers, and we were there like so tired, like it's just barely even registered. But then you know we woke up the next morning, we had to steal Alex Honnold's um, spoon. We forgot our spoons, <laughs> so still got that actually, Alex. So please call me and I'll give it back to you. Please return um, the call. Yeah, and uh, we obviously woke up the next morning and you know got got speaking to them had a coffee with them said thank you and all that but it was just a, a, such a surreal experience looking back on it firstly just watching them in that environment was something that i'll never forget the pure confidence and just sheer level of skill and competence and just i've never seen anything like it we were like so nervous watching them climb because they were just not putting any protection in climbing you know 20 30 40 meters up you know, if you fall there, you're gonna, you're probably gonna die, to be honest, because you're gonna fall backwards, all the way down. And um, they just, they were so smooth, weren't they? It was yeah, just it was like unbelievable. I was literally just trying to think then of what the equivalent is for us, like how comfortable they were with it. But all I could come up with is like us walking to get in our car in the morning. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't have any level of like skill in something that I'd feel that comfortable doing. Like up there, it was so nonchalant, wasn't it? And it was actually really good. I think it rubbed off, rubbed off on us slightly. That you know, it it didn't feel as unnatural to be up there when you could see two people, two blokes, you know, who also woke up in the morning and needed a shite just like the rest of us. You know, it's like we are all the same. Sure, I can't climb like you, but <laughs> maybe I'll try and take some of that confidence falsely. 
Um, so it was, yeah, it would, it was mental. They were so sound, weren't they? Yeah, they were great. And it, I think you're right. It gave us a huge amount of confidence because before the climb, everyone we spoke to in the climbing gyms in the UK and everything told us we were stupid. And, you know, these climbers were much better than us, but because they could never see themselves climbing our cap, they immediately, you know, out of out of logic for them that there's no way we could do it and when you speak to people who are that elite you know this has happened time and time again when we're researching adventures you speak to the best and they're so pragmatic about how they view these things it's like yeah of course you can do it you just need to do x y and z really well and you'll get to the top and you know for them they were like you're never you don't need to be a spectacular climber you just need to be able to do these basics you need to be able to get yourself up the rope work the logistics of it are bigger than the climbing ability um and yeah it was definitely a big confidence boost for us but one of those moments that you know when i was skipping through the photos and what's in the videos you know we're chatting to them it's just like you forget about those times and yeah what a moment such a rare thing to be able to say we've done is you know share a ledge on our cap with with those two guys it's uh yeah, yeah it's, incredible memory it's a proper mastercard isn't it like price your money can't buy that like you could try it like good luck it, it's just happened to be that that was the case and um yeah amazing that was actually the ledge where we got woken up by the base jumper on uh, almost yeah. today's theme like that's what woke us up literally um at dawn wasn't it this guy just came cracking through the sky obviously we shat ourselves, and uh oh, God, yeah, that, that, they just called it out exactly straight away and kind of watched him land in the meadow and drive away but it was um yeah hell of an experience yeah one for the books for sure might get that picture framed actually put it around here somewhere <laughs> right on um, that note i'm gonna call alex now uh yeah 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 down. hopefully that's a good idea i want to reminisce with the lad but yeah um all right, well, thanks for listening again, guys. I'd like to apologize for the abrupt finish last week. Um, we are still on the free plan, and that's more as a cap for us than a, a monetary thing. It's just to keep ours, uh, our chat down. So thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week. All right, guys, ciao, ciao.